Welcome to the Business Octopus, where we talk about all things sales, marketing, and technology. I'm Avon Collis, CRM and Marketing Automation Specialist at Relevate and All Around Good Guy. And today I am joined by Kim Willis from Persuasion Pursuit, here to talk about how to uncover the hidden stories in your business through amazing case studies and testimonials. Welcome, Kim. How are you going? Yeah, great, great Avon. And no worries. To be here. Yeah, no worries at all. So I guess, uh, you know, one of the first sort of things we were talking about before we got on today was about the customer story and, and you know, talking about the stories in business. You know, a lot of people have things like testimonials or whatever. What are some of the stories that are in business from your... Well, I'd say number one is customer stories. There's other types of stories, of course, including the story of your brand, you know, story brand uh, type of content, et cetera. But people love to love to read and even watch uh, customer stories. It gives them more confidence that, you know, they're going to make the right decision. Yeah, I think I saw a stat the other day that people are 51% of the way through the buyer journey before they talk to a salesperson. I know that when I went and uh, bought my motorbike, I watched about 20 YouTube videos or more on a whole range of things and I'd picked it out <laughs> purely by other people's stories. So what, what, what I guess is the, you know, the best type of story that, that you can hear or that you've heard? Well, if we're talking about, I mean, there's, there's different types of stories that, that we create. We're talking about customer-centric stories. So you've got, let's, let's take the, the typical testimonial. You go to someone's website and normally you'll see, you know, half a dozen testimonials. That's fine. But in my experience, Testimonials alone are probably not enough, particularly for businesses that are selling services, intangible products. Often the testimonials that I read are not very compelling. They've been badly written. They just don't sort of, you know, hook, hook, uh, hook the reader so, so well. And, and not enough detail, not enough detail. So if we, like I said, if, we, if we're dealing with service-based businesses, intangible type products, we've got to kind of, we, we, can't, we can't illustrate the product with pretty photos and nice videos and all the rest of it. So we've got to kind of bring it to life for people through content. And the best form of content is, is uh, story. So we've got at the lower end, we've got testimonials. But one of the things that we do is uh, sometimes is we'll, we'll take that customer testimonial and then we'll enhance it. It's not the same as a full case study, but we will enhance it. So we'll give it a, a really good headline. We might give it a little bit of supporting text, introductory text. Then we'll quote the testimonial and then we'll have a little bit of text at the end, kind of to finish it off. And then a photo of either the, the customer or you know, some, some kind of visual thing. So that's an enhanced, enhanced testimonial. The next, the, next, the next sort of step up the ladder there is is what I call a mini case study whereby we'll 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 create we'll we'll write more we'll tell a you know something approaching a full story so we talk about the like the pain points that or the pain that that uh, customer's experiencing maybe they had a lot of frustration dealing or finding a solution to this problem then all of a sudden they discovered you know xyz company and next thing they know they're talking to them on the phone or something like that and, and next step is they're, they're buying so we want to sort of a hero story kind of a narrative but it's a it's sort of a mini case study it might be i don't know 500 words or something like that and then at the top of the list would be the uh, the full case study 
So the full case study would include 1,500 to 2,000 words. And usually what I like to do is to do uh, an interview with the customer, with the client, and see if we can extract some insights from the client, get really clear about it. Because it's one thing for the business owner to tell me what he thinks the client's story was. But sometimes clients have got a different idea altogether. So when we interview them as a third party, not as a vested interest, such as the person that sold them the product, but as a third party, it's amazing how often they open up. When, like when I do these interviews, mm. uh, they'll usually last about 20 minutes, something like that. And it's amazing how, how much they open up and they reveal some fantastic insight, sometimes a little bit of negative feedback, but even though they're happy customers, mm. uh, but something not, not, maybe not so, so maybe might not say negative, but say a little bit of helpful advice on how to improve things next time. So we will then uh, we'll package that up and we'll let the, the business know, we'll let the owner or whoever's engaged us, we'll say, look, uh, they're raving fans, know that about it, but they came up with, uh, they shared some insights. I'm not sure whether you're aware of, of uh, their, their real problems, their real underlying problems. We share that. And then, and then uh, if there's a little niggling concern overall, you know, they're 95% very happy with the experience, they're about 5%. We share that with the business owner, so they get they get some valuable uh, insights themselves about maybe how they can improve the service next time. And so from there, we'll take that video, we'll edit it, and then we'll extract video snippets from from those stories, and then that, from the from the master, and then those video snippets can be incorporated in, or they can be featured on the business website. You know, various various different ways of leveraging the content. So so yeah, so we we put so with the um, the full case study, we 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 write the we write the content fifteen hundred to two thousand words, and then we insert insert one or two of the video snippets from the interview, and do a bunch of other things, get the designer in, and they make it look all pretty, etc. So yeah, that's basically mm. basically the three main options. Take at the at the bottom end, take an existing customer test customer testimonial and give it some more oomph. So that alone can can make a big difference, say, to a website or mm. I, I think it's interesting, like you, you mentioned at the start that there's lots of stories. And I know that you know when people are looking about at businesses, they're not always looking just at the products, but you know, what the company stands for or how they treat their staff, that's becoming much more important. And I think that you know that you know, having that depth in the quality of the, the content that's being put on there, you know, a lot of times most business owners probably stop at that, you know, mini case study where they're kind of, they've done the 500 words, they're too busy doing the other things. So they didn't really go too much further. And, and you can definitely understand that the bias comes from their perspective of how the conversation went. That's absolutely correct. And I think that, you know, like, like what you're saying with that, that third party review, that's, that sounds pretty incredible that, you know, you give the feedback back to the, back to the company as well, because, you know, even, even companies that, you know, have multi-million dollars worth of revenue to spend on, they're always paying a third party to do a, a review on who the target market is, what they feel, think, all those sorts of things, because, you know, those, those ideals change and, you know, you won't get them from the customer direct. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. It works very well. And you were talking about the intangible natures of, of, of services and, you know, from a marketing perspective, you know, it's not something that you can experience until you've already experienced it. So you tend to rely on the, on the opinions and thoughts of others. 
So in terms of building trust, why do stories convert more than others? Well, there's an old saying, and it goes something like this. People remember stories long after facts and figures have been forgotten. It's just, it's in our nature. We love stories from a young, you know, from, an in, from the infant stage right up to adulthood. We're constantly hearing stories. Nations have stories, the story of a nation, how it was founded and all the rest. But, you know, in like our country, Australia, they, they like, have some, some controversy about it now, but there is a, a day where, you know, the birth of the nation is kind of celebrated. America does the same thing. All countries, well, most countries do this kind of thing. So, so brands have a story, nations have a story, communities, tight-knit communities have a story. And, and of course, customers have stories and those stories need to be heard. They need to be heard here to the full extent, particularly for, like, like as you're saying, services, high ticket services. I don't think we need to do full case studies for a plumbing business, uh, unless it was a high ticket, you know, incredibly new uh, process or something like that for, you know, for the corporate sector. But, but no, for, for those types of services probably not but like whereas it's a high ticket there's a very strong intangible nature you know, aspect to it yeah the people want the detail they're going to spend 10 grand or five grand or a hundred thousand dollars they want information and they're hungry for it it's interesting you say that with in particularly new new services or new types of ways of doing things it's interesting to think about, you know, like when you've got a net new product or a net new uh, you know concept or innovation how hard it is to get people to basically adopt that um, method and, you know, or adopt that product or service. They want to understand, you know, what it is, it, what it is that, that they're getting themselves into because they don't know many people that have experienced that. And, you know, I guess if it's, you know, have you ever dealt with Telstra before? You could probably ask the person next door or yeah. anybody in the street. It's pretty common, yeah. but for some things, it's it's quite rare. What I, I you know, we talked before about copywriting and that sort of thing. Obviously, there's a hell of a lot of content online, and I guess you know part of it is good with like SEO keywords, but also you know who's going to sit down and write, read, you know, one or two thousand words. Uh, yeah, that's a really great question. Even before I became an online marketer, I used to get that question about long you know, long form copy. Mm. And the, the skeptics will say, "Well, people don't read long form." You know, they might they might might also add that, "Well, you know, I, I couldn't read something like that." And then I'd say to them, "If, if let's say it was a friend or something like that," I'd say, "Have a look at this piece here." They say, "I wouldn't read this." I say, "But are you a customer now? Are you are you somebody who is intending to purchase this type of a product?" They say, "No." I say, "Of course." So you're not going to read it. Why would you read it? It's not relevant. Mm. So it's, You'll only read it when it's relevant and, and when you're in buy mode, when you're really serious about it, that's when you want the extra detail. And, and of course, no, people consume content in different ways. That's why we often include some video as well. But, but the, the great thing about text-based content is that people, if they choose, they can scan. So we break up the content into sub, mm. so they can scan down the headline, which went, oh, I see this, oh, I better, read, I better read the supporting text about that, right? They may not read the whole thing, but they, they get a sense that, wow, this is an incredible story. And of course, if we, if we open the story, we've got a, you know, a good headline at the top, a good subheadline at the top, and then we open it. The, first, the opening sequence is critically important, of course. And, um, and we use like hero story kind of methodologies, and it, it helps to make it more compelling, almost addictive. And uh, so people will, will tend to keep reading. 
Mm. And, you know, then they might scan down the next bit of text and they see the next headline, they subheadline, oh, I like this part, and then they read that bit and so on. Mm. So it doesn't, not everybody is going to devour every single word of a 2,000 word mm. piece. They will select which parts are for them. Uh, just one thing, uh, Avon, before, before I hand it back to you, it's one thing I, I thought of, and that is uh, case use. So with, uh, particularly with high-tech, uh, you know, programs or service-based uh, programs or, or service packages that, or offers, there are often, there's a degree of complexity with, uh, with some of these service, services and products. And uh, so there are different case uses. So ideally what a business should do is that they should have maybe, let's say, what, what are the three most important, typically most important problems that uh, customers experience when, you know, purchasing this type of service? All right, if we could have, a case study for product, uh, problem number one, case study for problem number two, and a case study for problem number three. And it could be from three different people, three different customers. And then, so when, when people see, when they visit someone's website and they see this problem being solved over here and then this, and, you know, this other problem, they, they, then they, the customer will pick the problem that's most relevant to them. And they just hone in on that, they zero in on that, and they read, you know, that particular piece. and. Uh, that will also help to improve the conversions as relevant and as laser targeted as possible. It's funny you mentioned that because there's a stat that I commonly fall to and use that says people who discuss or, or sort of deal with three to four buyer problems early on in, in the conversation are much more likely to close the sale because that conversation's already been had even like through the text, through the marketing materials rather than you know, leaving it to the salesperson who feels on the back foot or, you know, maybe they're having an off day and they've got to, you know, talk that person around, but now the content can do it for them. And when we're talking about that long form copy, you know, I've kind of baited you with that question, but there's an acronym on the internet was uh, TLDR, too long, didn't read. And, you know, like you said, making it highly skimmable, you know, that those attention bits that stand out, you know, not, not like this massive wall of text where it's really hard to find you know, all th those nuggets of gold that that person's looking for. You know, maybe there's a point there that says, you know, when I looked at the price, it looked, it seemed a lot, but, you know, compared to all the other people I've tried in the past, it was nothing just to know that everything was going to be fine at the end or that they knew that they were doing or that the quality was going to be there. So, you know, you, even just talking about things like that prestige price can be uh, a bit of a game changer, you know, for yeah. high ticket. Everyone knows sure. you get what you pay for, but you've got to call it out sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great. Great stuff. Well, that's been absolutely fabulous. I think that it's really important for people to understand all of the, the bits that go into making someone say yes. You know, you can spend thousands on Google ads. You can then, you know, try to optimize all your images. But, you know, at the end, you're dealing with a human and a human's got to make a decision. So, if they're not going to be positive towards that, then they're not going to rip out their wallet and, and make the make the purchase. I really appreciate having you here today. That's been absolutely amazing. So thank you for listening. And if you would like to find out more about persuasive customer stories uh, and how to use them in your business, then you can go to persuasionpursuit.com. Uh, as always, it'll be linked in the episode comments along with uh, Kim's LinkedIn URL. So thank you very much for uh, listening to the podcast. And if you have any questions or you'd like to be on the show, please check out relevate.com.au and fill out the contact form. Otherwise, thank you for listening and take care.